This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy... Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Art and Craft Creativity, Interviews with people who make, they are here to help keep you sane. Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Hello, and welcome to episode 155. On this episode, I am going to bring you a chat with Erica Lang, the powerhouse printmaker who created Wusa Outfitters, a Grand Rapids-based art and apparel company that is really uh, coming on strong. She you know, graduated less than a year ago from Kendall College of Art and Design in Grand Rapids, and her prints have really taken off. She's doing t-shirts and design work for major companies, and it's really exciting to see a young artist take off right out of the gates. Of course, I really like printmaking, so this was a really fun show for me to record. Uh, I'll just uh, let you guys know going into the interview that we changed our venue a couple times. Uh, We first met at a coffee house and we were inside and it was kind of loud around us. They wanted us to move to another spot, which would have been even louder. So we went outside briefly and then we ended up going into my car. So (laughs) a bulk of this interview was recorded in my car. I don't think that'd be too distracting. Just wanted to kind of explain that because you're just like, what's going on? I want to thank my Patreon sponsors for helping keep the show going. I really appreciate your support, folks. And also ACSHomeAndWork.com for you know keeping me in business. It's so wonderful to have a long-term sponsorship. And I have been printing on tea towels like you wouldn't believe. And I just made a really exciting project using flower sack tea towels and uh Yeah, that'll be unveiled next week, and I'll tell you folks all about it. It'll be a surprise for the ACS folks, too, because Ted does not know about this project yet. So it'll be fun to show him what I made using the fabrics that he turns into home goods. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Erica Lang. And first, I'll give you a little background here. Her company is called Wusa Outfitters. In case you're wondering, Wusa means... It's a slang word that basically means a sense of inner peace and calmness. And so when Erica says Wusa, <laughs> she feels calm. It's a Zen-like experience. Uh, on her website, she writes, take a breath in and exhale. That's Wusa. And I don't know about you, but I could use a lot of Wusa in my life right about now. Uh, <laughs> so I think this will hopefully have a calming effect on you, this story. And this interview is especially relevant for any of you who are trying to figure out what you want to do with your life or maybe considering a a career shift of some kind. Because Erica did not take a straight path from art school to an art job as an artist. What I really like about Erica is she has such a joyful way about her. She really loves what she does. And people have really kind of rallied around her here in West Michigan. And people have seen her work 
further out online. So, so yeah, so settle in with a, a coffee, tea, whatever you want to drink and grab a project. And we're going to start with Erica talking about her college path. So where'd you go to school? I went to Saginaw Valley first. Okay. To study nursing. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's quite a... Yeah. Really? Okay, so you went there. How far did you get in the program? Um, a year. Okay. I got a year in, and I wasn't really happy with it. And so I transferred to Central Michigan, and I was going to join ROTC. Okay. Do the Army. Okay. And the reason for me, my interest in both those jobs was job security. If you study nursing, if you join the Army when you graduate, you're going to have a job. But my dream was always to be an artist. I was just scared to follow that path. Okay, so in high school, were you making art? Yeah, I actually purposely avoided those classes and took, like, math and science because I was so worried about not being able to get a job in this. Yeah. So did you know artists? I mean, did you have people in your family that were artists? My aunt. She's a designer. Okay, and was she struggling or anything that you were, like, scared? No, no, she does great. Okay. So actually, when I was going to Central... I transferred to Central. I was going to join the Army, and I, as I was going to sign the papers, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not who I am. So you got all the way to having to sign Yeah, I papers. met the guy. My brother was in ROTC at Central, okay. Okay. so he kind of set up a meeting. And I was like, you know, this isn't right for me. Yeah, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> like, I don't know why I would do this. Right. And um, so, so I decided to just... You decided at the table with the guy? Oh, no. I told him, oh. like, I'm going to think about this. Oh, okay. And I was like, no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> okay. So then I just decided to study arts in general at Central. So I took a little bit of everything. And it was then that I took my first printmaking class. At Central? Yeah. Okay. Which I fell in love with it. Like, I've never experienced... And just the, the way that the process dictates the outcome of what you're making is a little bit different for each technique, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Like woodcuts, etching, mm-hmm. all that. I don't know. You're at Central. You're, you're in this printmaking class. How old yeah. were you at um, that time? I think I was maybe 19. Okay. And so I was still not ready to pick a major. Okay. So I called my Aunt Julie and I said, hey, I know I want to be in the arts, but I want a job when I graduate. Mm-hmm. What are my options? Like, what do you think looks promising? She right. said industrial design. And I said, okay, that sounds kind of cool. Like, I really like designing things and solving right. problems. So I looked up schools and the only two that had it in Michigan was Kendall okay. and um, CCS, is that what it's called? In Detroit? Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I picked Kendall. Okay. So that's what brought me to Grand Rapids. I actually was studying industrial design. So that was your major when you... Yeah. Now, when you arrived, what year were you in school? I had lost credits, so I was a sophomore. I okay. should have been a junior, I think, because okay. it was my third year Because college. you had switched. What year was this when you showed up at Kendall? I think it was 2012. So what happened? It seems like you didn't do industrial design. I was in it for, like, <laughs> a semester, and I hated how technical the drawings were. Like they had What were you be designing? Like, what were you, what oh, just, you? it was the beginning classes, so they would give us, like, one of them was a watering can. Solve, like, a kid's watering can. So if they want to water um, the garden, okay, so how can you design decide. it for the user? Okay. And coming up with the ideas was fun. That was my favorite part. But having to draw the little like, schematic sketches and have it be to scale, I was like, I just this is not enjoyable to me. So then finally one day, I remember I went up to the office and I was like, I want to change my major. 
I, like I remember how good that day felt, and right. um, I think it was Patty Constantine okay. was there, and she was like, "Okay, well, let's do it. You're gonna love it." And she brought me into the print room, and it just felt like home to be back mm-hmm. in there. Had you taken a class from anybody at Kendall in printmaking? I don't think I had. Maybe I was an intro. Okay. I might have been an intro at the time, and that's what made me be like, I need to do this. Now, did you know when you transferred the day of printmaking? Yeah. Was that even a factor, even subconsciously, you think? It wasn't at the time. I was just printmaking there. Maybe subconsciously. (laughs) You're like, all right, they have printmaking. Yeah. In case. Yeah. Um, So, but that wasn't. You were really going to just do industrial. That was going to be. Yeah, that was going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think like that fear of not having a job when I graduated. That's what made me make Rusa, like create it while I was still in school, like setting myself up for what I really want to do when I graduate. Mm -hmm. So I started that um, while I was still in industrial design, actually. I remember sitting in my classes, like, drawing stuff for WUSA. Right. And not working on what I should be doing in class. Well, and why don't you explain what WUSA is for people who are not from the area and don't know. They've been living under a rock and they have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, it's an art and apparel brand that features woodcuts, which is my favorite technique in printmaking. But it's also a lifestyle, which I promote through my artwork, which is all about appreciating nature, um, slowing down, and being present. And I hope that it really encourages a creative community to mm-hmm. create and, um, yeah, express themselves. And how did you come up with the name of that, of your business? I don't know where it came from, but um, my best friend at the time, Brooke, she founded the business with me okay. when we were in school. And we would make art together to relax after class. Mm-hmm. And she was often stressed out about her homework and stuff. So I would be like, hey, just Musa. And like, that's how it started. <laughs> so where did you hear the term, though? I don't, honestly don't know. No. <laughs> I don't did you remember. make it up, or is this an actual thing? No, it's in the movie Bad Boys 2. I don't know if you've ever... <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but a lot of people, when they see me at events and stuff, will be like, oh, Bad Boys, right? Musa. Oh, that's like, so funny. Yeah. So you're going to have to watch that movie. Yeah, I've looked it up on YouTube, the skit right. of it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, there it is. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but you, it was not inspired by the movie, though. You, no, it's just something no. that you decided to kind of help your friend show. Yeah, it feels good to say. Yeah. 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 No, it's a it's a relaxing word. Yeah. And so this was a collaborative thing. So were you guys actually working on the same drawings together? Or Sometimes, kind of yeah. Pass things back and forth. Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, we would pass a piece of paper back and forth. Mm-hmm. We would stay up all night and paint together. And we started selling those paintings and stuff at Harmony Brewing Company. Oh, wow. So that okay. was kind of our first, I guess, so the business, gig in the community. So the business yeah. was actually painting first, like paintings were um, being sold. Or was it not? It was paintings and drawings, and then I really started getting into woodcuts. Okay. Because that's right when I transferred into printmaking. Okay, was your yeah. friend into woodcuts too, or was she doing printmaking nope. too? No, nope. she's industrial design. We okay. met in the program. Yeah, okay. so then I started really getting into printmaking and making artwork for Musa all the time. Okay. And then she, her program got a lot more intensive because we were both the same age and as far in school. So right. we were in our junior year, and she was really focusing on industrial design, and I was really focusing on printmaking, and so we kind of started to go separate paths a little right, bit. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't really know what was going to happen with the business, if we could bring them together. In the beginning, it was our dream for her to make a whole product line for Lusa. Right. And for me to continue doing the graphics and the artwork and all that. Right. Um, but then we graduated in 2014, and she got a job in Colorado. Oh, wow. Which is hard. Yeah, it's yeah. always her dream. It was her dream to live out there, so she went out there and... Um, lives in near Boulder now okay and I took on the business full-time so you've only been out of school for almost 
in a hundred days, I think it'll be a year. Oh, Who's you, counting? You, you count. You're counting. Are you counting? Like, are you really counting? I saw something. I think Kendall posted in a hundred days. You'll be in this room, and it was where you graduate. Oh, and okay. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy! In a hundred days, I I had graduated a year ago. Right. Yeah, it flew by. And so, when you graduated, what did you do the next day? Um, did Did you oh, work man. on this, or did you? Well, I had a couple. While I was in school, I landed a couple freelance jobs. Okay. So I do design work for other companies, logos, t-shirt graphics, I paint murals. Okay. So I had um, a pretty big design job with Vandermill Ciders. Okay. So that was what was on my mind. Like, I need to get this job done. Okay. So there's something to go to. Yeah. You were panicked, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, I remember when I first graduated, I wanted to carve a woodcut in addition a whole series of it and put it on my website Mm -hmm. because when I was in school I just I love to make Mm -hmm. and being a printmaker you're supposed to make an addition right like out of this many prints and often I'd print like two and then start carving the next wood cut so I was like yeah because I love making right so I was like okay if I'm going to do this full time and make prints to sell I need to start making full editions and what is considered a full edition I know each artist defines it a little differently it can be whatever number you want it to be Mm -hmm. it's just a consistent print on the same size paper same color ink Mm -hmm. um, same style paper so it's like the exact same print but the smallest natural right you know differences okay and so when you do an edition how many do you do typically um Lately, I've been trying to do a hundred. Okay, and that's quite a bit. Well, some so what I've been doing is I buy the paper, but I don't have to print them all necessarily at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. If it's just black ink on the paper, right, then right. I can that way I don't have to store a hundred prints of each at a time. Right, but right. if it is like a color one with two black multi-block color, right. I'll print them all at the same time, and I usually do about fifty. Okay. But sometimes you mess a few up, so you end up getting like an addition of forty-three or yeah, something. Yeah, I have a lot of whole boxes of screw ups and mess ups. Yeah, oh, I have so many mess ups. My friends. So like what's wrong with that I'm like you don't see that right there they're like no it looks fine how long did it take you to kind of be like okay kind of easing into really building your brand up to what it is now um, I think it was like it was the entire the two years in school I started it and then the year since I graduated all of it built up to what it is now like um, were you carving the things like when we look at your website and we see some of these really because there's a lot of the nature theme yeah. is like all through it like yeah. everything like it's like you can put on one of these t-shirts and go camping and feel great yeah <laughs> yeah you know or just be walking around the city wishing you were camping yeah <laughs> um so were you carving some of those blocks in college yeah or how many of you car- like what percentage would you say you carved in school and what have you carved since then have i would carved- say maybe like 10 percent of them are or from in- when i was in school okay yeah and do you have a favorite black that is just really popular? Like, do you have something um, that's, like, kind of your signature thing? I think this pattern that I carve a lot in the mountains. Is it? It's like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. It's like a geometric. I reckon it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't, I really like patterns in And when yeah, was the first time? Geometric did that, shapes. Did that appear on a notebook first, or was that? And, um, and how no, would you describe that for people listening? I call it, I just call it the chatter. I don't know why, but it's a geometric, geometric shapes. Um, filling a bigger shape, I guess, you know? And so like, you're, these are kind of like irregular, um, they're four-sided shapes, and you've kind of carved, you know, and they're, and they're interesting. Um, is that one stroke each time you're so carving? So I, like, outline um, the shape, and then these marks are where I carved away, and these are what was left. Right, is it yeah. just one stroke each, like each each of these indentions here? Is that yep, just so one? I carved there. Okay, carved there. Yep. that's pretty cool. That must feel pretty cool to have your own 
you know, just a signature pattern that is kind of your pattern. That yeah, you, I you really do. like it. Yeah, it's hard enough to put it on everything because I love it so much. <laughs> I like carving it. You know, is the it, process. What, what of is it about it. carving it? What 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 is it about that carving? It's just kind of carving in general is very meditative. You just kind of like get into the zone. And it's physical too, mm-hmm. so there's not too much to think about. Right, You're just kind of doing this motion. So are you, do you draw right on your blocks? Because you carve on, on wood. Yeah. And so do you draw right on your design right on? It depends. When I'm doing work for a client, mm-hmm. usually they want to see what this is going to look like. Right. So I'll do a sketch for them, I'll vectorize it, and then I'll transfer that to the wood block. So I know, like, hey, it's going to look pretty close to what I drew for them. Right, right. And then if it's just, for me, like, when I'm just having the most fun, is I'll just grab a block have like no idea what I'm going to carve and then whatever comes to mind I just draw on the block and then okay yeah. and do you do that even with text because I have yeah. trouble like all the text to... is hand drawn but in reverse you just... yeah I can't draw in reverse it's, text. You, you get used to it I just I, I, I just carved a lot of blocks backwards in the beginning but now I just yeah yeah I actually was um I was t- carving this really silly little stupid thing that was like a little for a patch that said no jerks allowed it was supposed to say no jerks allowed but I wasn't paying attention and I carved the E right off so oh, I, no. so it's like J R K S, and um, because I embroider, I'm like whatever. I'll yeah. still print it, and I'll just embroider, embroider the E. <laughs> That's kind of cool though. You know? But I was, but it's, it is easy to get caught up in this process yeah. and I, I yeah. think that's what, what attracts me to the process is that I, I love that you can just once you have your design in that block you just carve it yeah. and it's so fun. and you don't know what it's going to look like in the end because each decision you make is in that moment mm-hmm. like you can't plan how you're going to carve that right and you really can't glue it back on no no I mean, if you mess it's up like it's, it's gone it's just gone and then you have to adapt yeah so you have to have total faith in each mark you carve mm-hmm. otherwise it's not fun it's stressful you're like right. ah, should i carve this it's really interesting to me that you were almost you know, you're on this track to first go to be a nurse uh-huh. and then to join the army yeah which is like completely i mean they're still in the kind of a helping type of yeah taking care yeah. of you know you know taking care of people and then protecting the country these are all very honorable yeah things. taking care of people is always something i was interested in right and so then um discovering that art was really the direction you wanted to go yeah so now you're out of you've been out of school for now it's uh, almost you're going on 100 days yeah 100 <laughs> days until until it'll be a year and I, it must be because I noticed watching your social media and watching just your business grow it seems like it is really just blown up in the last well since you graduated here I mean because it really seems like it's taken off and you're you have tons of designs that are out there and you know you've done I've, you know you were at the Holiday Artist Market uh-huh. Grand Rapids and um you know, even the pop-up shop during during Art Prize, so it's it's like your brand is out there and people are recognizing it. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, so. that feels really good. Like nothing feels better than being out and seeing someone wearing one of my shirts, and I'm like, oh my god, when did hi. that like, happen the first time? Oh, I think probably at the bar. Okay, I saw someone wearing a Wusa hat, and okay. I was like, I tapped my friend, like, oh my god. Like I got shy about it almost. Like, did oh my you, god, like, that's did you my say art. Or no? Um, I think he came up to me later and was like, "This is my favorite hat, by the way," or something like that. Okay, I was like, so oh my gosh. You. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. From events and stuff. Yeah. I think. yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, you graduate and you had something to go to, and do you recommend that for other artists just to like, create something while they're in school if they can do that? Definitely. Yeah. Even if it's not something that you might not pursue after school, I learned so much from doing that while mm-hmm. I was in school. And it also made me more interested in school because I could apply everything I was learning to the real world. Right. Because a lot of times you're learning something in school and then you graduate and you're like, 
okay, how do I apply this to my situation? But if you're already doing that, then it doesn't necessarily feel like school. It feels like real life. Why don't you talk about what you make? Because some people, if they're listening to this from a faraway place, they might not know. Yeah. I make t-shirts, hoodies. Uh, I recently started doing leather goods with Jacob and Elise at Parliament. Right, right. And, um prints and they're mostly all woodcuts so i do screen prints too Mm -hmm. um but it's all a process of printmaking um woodcuts are my favorite screen prints work easier sometimes because woodcuts are kind of intricate so if there is something i want to draw that might be really hard to carve i'll do it as a screen print okay so and so you're you're and you're based out of dinderbeck yeah so in grand rapids so it's like kind of but you're one of the they have a few people that work out of there. Yeah, there's me and Trevor. We both own our own businesses, and we run it out of Dinderbeck. Okay. And then other than that, it's a community print shop, so people come and go and work on whatever projects they're and working on. you're pretty on. much, you're almost like the greeter just by where you're located, because <laughs> yeah. you can't get into Dinderbeck without going past the Wusau Press. The Press, yeah. And I remember I walked in there for my class, my screen printing class, and I was like, whoa, now that's a press. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beast. Yeah, what kind of press do you have? It's a Laguna etching press. Okay, where did it, you, did you buy it? Brand new? or used? No. So when I graduated, I knew that I had to keep doing woodcuts, so I needed a press. Right. So I was searching on Craigslist every single day, actually while I was still in school, and I found my baby, the Laguna Press, and I was like, oh my gosh. But where where was it? it?" Located. It was in California. Oh my gosh. I was like, I think I need this press, and it came with a drawing rack and everything too. And those are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so I showed my teacher the listing, and I was like, and it's for this price, you know? And she was like, you gotta get it, Mariel. She was like, you gotta, you gotta get that. That's a good, good deal. And I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I did it. <laughs> I just bought it. So would you do, how'd you get it, though? Because it's like 700 pounds, right? Yeah, yeah. I had it freighted out to me, and it costs like $1,000 to ship out here, but, freighted. Yeah. Yeah. It would cost you a lot more to go get it. Oh, probably... Yeah, and plus, I don't know how... a back operation or something. I would have had a heart attack. I would have... Yeah, I'm already a bad driver, so... You don't want a 700-pound thing behind you. I thought about it, though. I was like, that sounds like a fun road trip. Like, go get this press and bring it back, you know? But I was like, no. I probably should finish school. Yeah, and if I crash the car, I don't know. So many things could go wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so So you had had it shipped out. And so where did they ship it to? Were you in... To Dinderbeck. Oh, right, to Dinderbeck. Yeah. So were you already connected with those? folks yep okay it was i was probably there for like two weeks before it arrived maybe something like that yeah and dinderbeck has a loading dock which is perfect it worked okay, out great so you were able to get it there and then yeah like a dolly or something what did they put it on they shipped it in this really crappy like handmade um pallet and the press had actually fallen through the pallet oh no and so we were trying to get it off the truck and into dinnerbeck and the guy who delivered it didn't know what it was didn't know what it meant to me and so he was just trying to like shove it, it yeah oh, no. off and i'm like oh my gosh if he tips this press over it's, it's also um automatic so right. it's got a little motor in there yeah and i was like if yeah you can't this is a really fragile piece of equipment but they got it in and we took it apart a little bit to get it through the door because it's like 45 inches okay it's smallest so did point. you have to turn it on its side or we took off one of the ends and then put it on a what are those called with the wheels and the jack pedal oh, jack yeah. okay and i stood on one end because the weight was off and it almost fell on you know steven oh no I oh my swear, god it almost fell on him yeah it was he, they've had so many near misses with the press hearing them talking they've gone across the country like yeah. to pick up you maybe not across the country they've picked up think presses and u-hauls and like yeah they've told me some stories so you were one more adventure for them yep i'm so grateful to know them yeah people yeah and they're yeah. willing to 
do it, you know, like to help me out means a lot. And so for the the people at home who are listening, this is a press that's what your print. It's about, it's the bed is 60 inches long, I think. And, um, so I can print, I did these huge woodcuts for my thesis. I can print all of them, but one on this press. Oh, wow. It's 60 inches long and I think 45 inches wide. So that's pretty big. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. you were, but you made a significant investment yes. to get this thing rolling. But yeah. I think you also knew a lot of printmakers. So you know they graduate from school yeah. and they have access to presses. Yeah. Because did Kendall have a press like yours? Or yeah, Kendall has a great press. Um, yeah, right in the print shop. But so when you graduate, though, it's like you can kind of visit, but you can't really run a business. You out cannot of run. A, that's it. You know, yeah. you can visit maybe and be like, hey, can I do a, an edition or yep. something? They might, they'll be probably happy to have you talk to the students and all that. But if you were like, yeah, so I'm going to run Moose off this prize. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it would not work at all. <laughs> so, no. so you had to make this investment. Yeah. And, and do you, do, but do you feel like, um, was that like a huge leap of faith for you to like go by the press and it, put yeah, the money down for this? And... It was kind of surreal. Like, am I really doing this? Like, I'm just now graduating. Can I, is it time? Like, you know, all mm-hmm. those doubts you have, but I was right. like, no, like this is it. I have to keep doing this and I don't know how I would if I didn't do this. So this is the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was scary, but I mean, I'm so happy looking back now that I did that. Well, I see that you have, I just... Uh, you have your name or the name of your business, Wusa, on the yeah. side of that press. Was that yeah. one of the first things you did? Was like yeah. market? Yeah, I was like, boom. So mine. is it like a stencil or what? How did you? Uh... It's a vinyl. Oh, it's a, a vinyl. Sticker. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 hit that with the vinyl. Right yep. Away. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was like I think the first day I did that. Was it blue when you got it? Or did yeah. you Paint it. Okay, no, it was, so it was blue. blue. Okay. Yeah. Because that's another selling point too. I yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's that. cool looking. It's it's a it's, it looks very unique. Yeah. And um, and so how many how many prints do you think you've pulled on that thing? Oh man. Uh, I'm not looking for wow. an exact number, but would, when you think about it, I would say a thousand. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, between because I print my wood blocks on t-shirts too. Right, and I was wanted to get to that too because that printing on fabric. Uh-huh. I mean, screen printers print on t-shirts, and you, yeah. it's an acquired. It's a skill. You have to learn how to get that ink to lay down properly yeah, on the. I actually fabric. did that while I was in college. I worked for a commercial screen printing. Okay, company. so for you to print on t-shirts using a block method. Uh-huh. And I remember the I remember one night when I was there for my class, my screen printing class, and um, I I was watching you print on a T-shirt, and I'm like, wow, like that is you have it down smooth, like you just it's, yeah, it works. It and, prints so crispy, like all yes. of the lines print so, and I love that the ink soaks into the shirt, whereas screen printing it lays on top of right, the shirt, right? So it's just really soft. It feels like a vintage old old shirt, right, which is nice. Yeah, and are you you're not using the same kind of ink though, or what no. you, I mean when you print on it. When you're screen printing, you use screen printing ink for fabric. Yeah. When you're printing on a, a shirt with your press, yeah. it, are you using a completely different ink to It's do that? not completely different. It's a special kind of ink that was made by Gamblin and this um, company called Drive-By Press, okay. which is a group of printmakers who put a etching press in the back of their truck and they travel around and they print on t-shirts with blocks on the spot. Oh, wow. So they'd show up at schools a lot and other events. So they were doing that a lot, and um, they were coming across the problem where the ink takes, like, three weeks to dry. Oh, yeah, and you can't. So they collaborated with Gamblin, who makes oil-based inks, mm-hmm. and they came up with um, a black ink called Drive-By Black. Oh, cool. And it takes three days to dry. And is it just black? Yep, it's just black. I hope they come out with other colors. But, oh, that's cool. I mean, I love... I so do you print on t-shirts just black? Just black, and if it's a different color, then it's a screen print. Okay. I do screen print some of my drawn graphics or okay. if I carve a woodcut that's too big to fit on a shirt I'll have it screen printed on there instead. okay yeah now do you prefer to print on fabric versus paper or do you 
Are you cool with hmm. either one? I like them both, but I think I really like fabric. It just takes the ink so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that someone can wear it, I really like that. Right. Well, it makes it makes your art, I think, accessible to people that maybe because when you look at a print and it's on the wall, like some people are like, I don't even have my own house yet. Yeah, you know, like younger people that are totally, or they're like. I don't have the money. How do I frame the, it? Yeah, then yeah. you have to frame it after that. And if they're like, oh, it's a t-shirt, I can wear it. Yeah. And they're wearing their, and they, it's like an investment they can take with them. Yeah. You know? It's a self-expression thing. Totally. Yeah. So, and, and for you, as you get more experience and, and your, your work is out there and you, you know, you're at that point and I can just tell, like from watching, I, because I've been kind of watching, because you've been on my list for a while, you probably didn't oh, really? know it. Even <laughs> before I met you at Dingerbeck, I was like, okay, you gotta watch this. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I've been watching this progression and it's really interesting because you're, you're really at that point where you have a lot of followers and people are really getting interested in what you're doing and you're becoming recognized in, in Grand Rapids. And that's pretty cool because it happened pretty fast for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you realize like this is pretty... It's pretty fast. Yeah. I don't I have much time to, like, stop and reflect on it. But when I do, it's like, holy crap, this is all happening. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Are, you, are you at a point where... I know, I know sometimes appearances are where people are like, oh, yeah, their work is well-known and stuff. And they might be... Then they'll say, but Jennifer, I'm still kind of struggling here to get by. How are you doing? Are you, are you at a point where you're like, okay, you can kind of let a sigh of relief and be like, okay, I it's working. It's working better than I thought, or it's working how I yeah. thought... How are you as far as that goes? Yeah, well, when I first graduated, I was really scared. Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to pay my bills? I'd always be, like, jotting down the numbers on the side of my notebook and adding them up and, like, hey, this is how much I have to make this month. But then I realized that the more I worried about it, it like, it didn't do me any good to right. worry about it. Right. So I decided to just put all my energy into the projects I'm working on and um, just to put out the energy that I want to make art mm-hmm. and. I know that might sound weird, but, like, the projects kind of just come to me. Like, right. you kind of attract into your life what you want. I right. really believe that. No, I think you put the message out, like, I want to yeah, do this. Yeah, I want to do this. I'm passionate about it, and people will find you. Yeah. And so who has found you? What companies have found you? Um, I work a lot with Harmony Brewing Company. Um, and where are they located? They're in Grand Rapids. Okay. Yep. I just painted a mural for Velo City Cycles in Holland. Which is pretty cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. a lot of fun. Vandermill Ciders. Uh, I did a little design for Patagonia. Which is pretty, pretty fabulous. Um, that was, to get a check in the mail from them was like, oh my, what? So when, <laughs> how, when did they contact you? Was it after graduation? Um, it was actually a competition um, for uh, Protect Our Environment. Okay. And it was, you're supposed to uh, create a design, upload it, and then they pick uh, their favorite three, I think. Okay. And they emailed me and said that I was one of those people. And wow. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. And so right now I'm working with POW, which I met through that um, competition. Okay. Yeah. Um, protect our winners. So they're all about, um, promoting, uh, just being aware of the environment and climate change and stuff like that. So it's cool to work with these companies that are very environmentally aware. Well, yeah. And same style that I, yeah. 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 So it goes along with your like worldview and what's important to you Yeah, and to work with. Yeah. It's fun when I meet a company that has the same vision that I have and it's like, yeah, I can, yeah, I'd love to create a graphic for you guys. Right. So you don't have to think about, hmm. Yeah. How do do I relate to... How do I relate to these people? Yeah. Because they're like thinking the same way. Yeah. And and so that's got to be quite a kick. So what else has that led to? Um, I just recently finished up a job with a UK surf company called Finister. And now I saw that and I was like, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So that has to be completely internet based. They saw your work online. Yeah. 
I think they found me on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And they reached out to me saying they'd like me to be the next artist in their artist series shirts. Okay. Yeah. So I just finished those up, but they haven't released them yet, so I can't share right, them yet, right, right. which so you, kills me because right. I love to share. Like, as well, soon especially as when you're doing all your process shots and you yeah. can't show what so it show, is. like a little tiny bit. Yeah. But I think people still like that, though. Yeah. And it kind of builds suspense a little bit. Yeah. So will those be available online? Yeah. Um, in their London store and on their website. What is a typical day like for you? When you're self-employed, mm-hmm. you have to have this discipline that you wouldn't have if you were, if you were like clocking in, yeah. you would know, okay, my boss is watching to make sure I'm here at a certain time. Yeah. Like how did, how did, how do you run your business? It varies so much. I have an agenda, which helps me more than anything. Okay. When I first graduated, I didn't have anything and I did it all in my head. Okay. And then my friend free was like, you have to get an agenda and write these things down, Erica. It'll help you relieve so much stress. And I was like, okay. So now what I do is I write out my week, what I have to get done that okay. week, project deadlines, or I look saying, okay, I'm starting I'm starting a project right now with Cushy, the shoe company based out of Grand Rapids. Okay. And, or Rockford, I think. So that project is due in two months. So I um, said this month I'm going to do concepting. Next month I'll finalize those and I'll carve it. So I kind of write that out in my agenda. Mm-hmm. And then um, it just depends on the day. Like if I wake up and I'm feeling like sitting and um, drawing, I'll mm-hmm. decide to go to a coffee shop that entire day. Okay. If I'm feeling like being very more physical and like doing something, right. I'll go to Dinderbeck and I'll pull some screen prints for maybe a different job I had. Okay. But my favorite is when I have nothing to do and I'm like, yes, today I get to carve a woodcut or like do okay, whatever. So you'll just do whatever. Yeah. If I don't have anything, then that's when I get to make something new for do you, Where do you carve? Do you carve at Dinderbeck or do you carve wherever you... In the wintertime, I've been carving at Dinderbeck. Um... Because it makes a mess. So I think it'd be weird if I brought one to, like, a coffee <laughs> shop. <laughs> I've thought about yeah. it. Yeah. I've thought about bringing one, but then people would be like, what is, what are you, there's yeah, wood she, shavings everywhere. making a big mess, yes. But in the summertime, I carved at Reed's Lake a lot, and that was, okay. that was awesome. So did people come up to you? Yeah, a lot of people would come up and be like, what are you doing? And it was fun to share, like, this yeah. is a woodcut, this is how it works. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot so, of people have never seen one before and don't really understand what it is. They'll think that I'm sculpting a piece of wood and the the wood is the final product you know oh yeah like that's your finished yeah. piece yeah yeah and you're like well if you can read type backwards you can hang this on your wall yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so so for you you like it sounds like you like to kind of change things up not have the same exact routine every day yeah do you think that's key for people to stay fresh in, in what they're doing yeah i think mixing it up is really important but a routine is also important which i'm really excited um that i will be getting a storefront this summer in Grand Rapids. High five. That's awesome. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm excited for, um, I'll still have the freedom to decide what I need to do each day. Right. But I'll have my own space that I can designate times to do different things and to run my business more efficiently out of one space. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be my version of a routine, I guess. So you're moving the big press. Yeah, I'm moving everything. And <laughs> so people will be able to like look through a window and see you. Because right now where yeah. you are, you're not going to be able to, people yeah. can't look through the window right. and see you. And are you going to be adding other things? Like, are you going to be able to screen print there, too? And I'm not going to do screen printing. I plan on still um, being a member of Dinderbeck, but okay. as a community membership. Okay. So I can come in during open studio hours if I need to screen print. Mm-hmm. Um, the shop will function as a retail space, uh, a print shop, and then an area for workshops. Okay. So I can teach people how to carve wood cuts. Oh, that'll and, be really cool. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. They so can, do some classes and... Yeah, people can come in and carve their own wood cut and print their own t-shirt, stuff like okay. that. And is uh, do you stick to wood ex- exclusively is when you're doing for, your designs? For student, I do right now. Um, I've never carved linoleum besides the really um, soft stuff 
from Hobby Lobby. Have you oh, ever? yeah. I hate that stuff. Yeah. There's, I, like, the Battleship linoleum I use the, that I need to get. I, I use the Battleship. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to try it, but for some reason I'm really stubborn about it. Like, I just want to do woodcuts, but they're not very practical because they're heavy. I have, like, stacks and stacks of carved woodcuts right, right. to transport. Plus, they can break. I've had a couple crack under the pressure. Oh, yeah. On a t-shirt to a hoodie to, you know. Right. So it would make a lot more sense for me to do linoleum. Mm -hmm. So I might start trying it out. But when I teach my classes, I'll do linoleum because it's safer. It's not as hard to carve. Well, I'm interested, though, because you studied, you were pursuing a nursing degree, and you avoided the art classes in in high school because you knew that you were going to like them too much. Yeah, I I took one, and I loved it. It was great. And so you kind of cut yourself off. And But were you always good at drawing? Yeah, when I was younger, I got uh, a drawing table for Christmas one year, Yeah, and I would just stay up all night long and draw. I have a bump on my finger there. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. I've had that since I was a kid. Just from drawing? I draw all the time. Pastels were my favorite when I was younger. Um, Oil pastels and just markers. I would just draw. Wow. I'd make stuff for my mom all the time. So, yeah, that's, I mean, someone would have, I mean, you could have been doing, you could be in a hospital right now doing nursing duties. And what, what, what do you think about that? I it sounds awful. <laughs> well, I I'm, mean, it's an, it's an admirable profession for no, sure. But no, no, yeah. Like for you, okay, for me, but it seems like for you that would have been totally the wrong thing to this do. This might sound dramatic, but for me, like a nine to five feels like it like sucks my soul away from me. Like it just doesn't make me feel alive, and I feel like I have so much passion inside me for this that mm-hmm. like, if I were to do something like that, it would almost be painful for me. So, do you think that art schools need to do more to help students prepare to launch a business? Totally, yeah. Did you learn that in art school, or did you have to kind of figure it out? Oh, I just figured it out. I still don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm running a business, but I learn more about business every single day. Okay. You know, that's just something that you just have to take everything that you can... Every resource, every person that you meet that does know something, ask them, and you mm-hmm. learn a little bit from each person, and you just kind of figure it out. But I wish Kendall had business classes. It would have helped me so yeah, much. Yeah, I think students would really... I think that's one of the common threads. The more I interview people who are coming out of art school, yeah. is that a lot of them will say, you know, I just wish I knew how to run a business. Yeah. I think there's that, and also just encouraging to think like an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. instead of encouraging to learn your field so you can graduate and get a job. Right. Yeah, I think that would be huge, because, I mean, we're creative people by nature. Right. If you're in art school. What advice would you give to somebody who is maybe sitting at Kendall right now, and they're in the print lab, and they're trying to figure out, like, okay, how can I, I want to I want to print, or I want to paint, or I want to do whatever. Mm-hmm. How, how, what advice, what do you wish you would have known coming out of school? Well, what, what I wish I would have known while I was in school was just to not doubt myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing, like, how do I do it? how am I going to do A, B, and C and get to D? Like, because you have the end result in your mind where you want to be, but you don't know how you're going to get there. And I think the biggest thing is to just take the next step, even if you don't know where it's going. Mm -hmm. Just keep going, keep doing it. So I would say just do whatever feels right for you to do. Do what makes you the most happy, and don't be afraid to get it out there. I think branding is a really big thing. Mm -hmm. If you do want to be known as an artist for a certain thing, come up with a brand that people can relate to you through. Instead of... um, just, uh, I don't know. Just throwing your work out there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, find what it is that excites you and that you're really passionate about and put everything into that. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, give it your all. Yeah, I think sometimes people hold back because they're afraid it's not going to work. Yeah. But I almost think, like, if you're going to, like, it's almost better to, like, 
flame out majorly, like like throw it all at the wall, and if it still doesn't work, I think there's still honor in the fact that you tried. Yeah, you know and I mean? you learn from that through failure. Oh, yeah. Totally. I've, I've had so many things bomb that I had to, like, completely scrap a plan and go another direction. But it always takes you somewhere else. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it always, I've always learned, I think I've learned probably more from unsuccessful things than the most successful things. Yeah. Because you're successful usually after a series of failures. Totally. And if you stop after the first failure, you don't get to that point where you look back and you kind of laugh at all the failures that you Yeah. Like, yeah, I've really bombed quite a bit. And, that, and then you, you have something go right and... And it just feels like... Yeah, you realize if those things hadn't gone wrong, you don't know if you would have really got to this point. Right. With that said, it doesn't sound like you've had a bunch of disasters happen. It seems like you've had a pretty smooth... At least from the outsider's observation, it seems like you've just been able to really put yourself into this. People have responded positively to it. Yeah. And it's you just really have gone great. to it. Yeah. 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 So what, awesome. so what do your parents have to say about this? Because they, you know, you got the table, the drawing table, and then yeah. avoided art classes because you liked it too much. What do you, what do your relatives and your like people who knew you back then? What do they yeah. have to say now when they're you just, show up for family functions? Oh, oh, they're just really proud of me. They tell yeah. me all the time. My dad tells me how proud he is. My mom that she can't believe that I'm doing this. How do I know how to do this? And it's like I don't. You know, right? Just learning, right. yeah. Yeah, they're just so supportive. They show up to my events whenever they can. And well, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, are they still on the? Are they on the other side of the state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My aunt lives out here. The one that's a designer. Okay. And she's like, she's my mentor. I look up to her more than anybody. Oh, that's cool. She's she's who has kind of taught me the business side that Kendall didn't. Okay. Like, how do I send a quote to a client? What should that look like? Mm-hmm. How do I come up with that number? That's kind of probably, that's probably been the, the biggest... the hardest part for a lot of people starting out is how do you come up with a number? Yeah, how do you value your own work? Because how you value it and how you would value it if you were someone who couldn't do that mm-hmm. is totally different. Right. Like, what comes easy to you might not come easy to the person you're doing it for. Right. So, so how for someone out there who has not sent, the, sent a quote to somebody before, what would you say is the first thing they need to do when they're trying to figure out like how to come up with the price sit down and think about all of the hours that you're going to put into the project from start to finish and that includes meeting with the person talking on the phone how many sketches you're going to have to do refining those sketches i mean i guess it depends what kind of work you're doing but this is what i do and then how long it's going to take me to carve Mm -hmm. how long to print to clean up all of that because that's all of your valuable time you're putting into a project right and that's the difference between if you're not on a nine-to-five payroll where you get paid it makes it a lot less enjoyable because you start to kind of feel a little bit bitter like oh man i've put in so much time that you i'm don't not even your clients yeah it's you like know. it's not their fault that right. you quoted them wrong <laughs> it's your fault right I, but i think people are nervous about like asking for too much oh that's i still struggle with that yeah i'll send my aunt my my quotes sometimes still and she'll say erica that's like half what you should be asking and i'm like are you serious really i don't know and she's like erica you have to believe in what you're doing and that and your you time is valuable when your aunt tells you i mean do, do i'll go back and i'll be like okay yeah I, I didn't include these hours and this out you know and and be a little and bit for a price point for a lot of artists i think people have a hard time deciding too how much how much they should get paid yeah. Like per hour when you break that down. Yeah. Is there a ben- benchmark that your aunt recommends of what, I mean, because obviously it depends on what you're doing and what skill yeah. sets required, but is there kind of a, because I think people should aim, if you've gone through school, you should not be paying yourself minimum wage. Oh you no. Should be, you should be getting paid a solid amount. And I don't know your, your aunt being that she's a designer. Is there a recommendation that she passed on to you of a starting point? Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I started charging my freelance jobs at between 
25 to 35 bucks an hour. Okay. And then since then it has gone up. Okay. So I think the more that you get your work out there and you're established and right. you get more used to doing this and the flow, you can start to increase your right. pay. But I wouldn't expect to graduate and just charge like 75 bucks an hour. Right. For your right. work. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. Then, yeah. Then they're going to get you confused if someone come out of law school, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you an artist or a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. What are you confused. doing? Yeah. And then you're like, Hey, sign here. Yeah, this is our right. contract. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it sounds like this whole experience, you've, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. Yeah. And how, what about Grand Rapids? Uh, you, you are not from Grand Rapids, no. but yet you're going to be moving in on division. Yeah. And you know, kind of having your own, you know, WUSA uh, sign out there. And uh, so it sounds like you're planting some roots. Yeah. You know, has that already happened? Do you feel like you're already oh, yeah. rooted in? I'm, I, if I move, it will be out of the state. If mm-hmm. I if I ever moved, it wouldn't be in Michigan because I love Grand Rapids. Okay. So you, Yeah, I love this community. What is happening? Why do you want to stay here? There's just some kind of, like, entrepreneurial spirit in mm-hmm. the city. Like, I don't, the arts are really huge. It just feels like a really creative exciting place it's weird because i'll go home to visit and i'll have maybe work to do for a client and the energy i feel when i'm home is not the same as when i come back to grand rapids interesting when i'm here i just feel really like motivated and moved to create and make things but when i'm home it's like it's a different feeling are you modeling your print shop off of anything else that you've seen in another in another state or somewhere else is anyone else doing kind of what you're doing because I've seen collectives well, open storefronts. Yeah, but this would be kind of a solo flight for you. Yeah, I've never seen it happen before, and I actually questioned it for a second with Anthony Mead, uh, one of the Dinderbeck guys. I was like, "Can you have a print shop and a retail space function in one room?" And he's like, "Yeah, totally. You got that." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, all right," because I mean, a print shop is naturally pretty messy. It's inky, right? You right. have, you know, you're making things. You know how that gets right. wood shavings, and then you're gonna have retail. But I think it'll be really cool for people to walk in and firsthand experience printmaking. Right. So they see, see the it. T-shirt and they see the woman who's making. They see the, the block. Yeah. 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 No, I think that'll be cool. And then you're gonna do. So you're gonna have the front be retail. Yeah. The back where you're working. Yep. Will people be able to see in the window, like see you working? Are you gonna be too far? Probably. Back that the shop has a lot of windows, so okay. you can see pretty much all the way through it. And how big is the space that you're gonna be? Um, it's eighteen hundred and seventy-five square feet. Oh wow, that's so a lot really of big. space. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. You're going to sell work from other artists as well. I want to sell work from other artists, too. Yeah. Printmakers, or is it going to be all kinds of art? Probably all kinds. I'm really interested in, like, oils and plants and, you know, bringing in other kind of goods like that. Yeah. So... Kind of like, I don't know, like a general store feel to it, Okay. too. Um, For clothing, I'm going to start out with just my goods, but eventually I would love to have it be more of an outdoor shop and have, like, Patagonia... Okay. carried in there and okay. stuff like that because there really isn't like an outdoor shop in grand rapids where no. you can go and get Not geared really. and, yeah no, there really no. isn't yeah and so how do you get outdoors a lot i mean do you go hiking? i wish you have time to hike when you're you're carving the boots it's it funny hike. yeah but do you get to go it's funny i was just talking about this the other day with a friend like i don't go as much as i used to as much as i'd like to but i do make time probably a couple times a month to okay. get out Saugatuck is my favorite place to go because it's a 30 minute drive and I'm at the state park. I get to hike through the forest and then you get to come out and look at the water. Have you ever done that hike? Oh yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's my favorite. So I usually, that's my go-to. I went to PJ Hoffmaster for the first time, I think two weekends ago and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they have a nice trail there. Yeah. Yeah. And Holland State Park, if you ever go there, um, you can go from their campground 
and you go on the trails and it takes you to like a lookout so you can see the water and but you go I mean it's quite it's it's a lot of people go and they'll like jog through there oh cool um but it's a pretty nice trail but not too long like I've been able to go yeah. with like little kids like my kids are smaller yeah they wouldn't be able to like oh they yeah wouldn't complain that oh it's too far yeah they could make it's it, like a know? loop or something yeah, yeah it's really cool and and it is fun to be able to just go absorb we live close enough in Grand Rapids you're close enough to the lake so yeah. you're not you're not right on it, so the real estate price is not super high. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to pay for, like, yeah. lakefront. Right. I would love that if I lived in lakefront place. We get but rapid front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rapid front, and then you, you, you get in your car and head out, and within an hour, you're yeah. to someplace. Beautiful. And then in the summertime, Reed's Lake is, like, I think I go there once a day. Oh, yeah. Every Before day. Before we had kids, my husband and I used to basically pretend we were rich. Or actually, um, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we got these uh, kayaks, and we put them in there and just kind yeah. of pedal around and and it's just so funny because i'd be like oh yeah look at this beautiful place and i mean we couldn't afford any of the places yeah around. yeah they're so <laughs> around expensive the lake, they're super expensive but you know you, you just kind of go out there and and just act like this is my lake yeah <laughs> totally yeah and and it's fun then you load your load your kayaks back in your car yep, go, back to your, go back to the suburbs <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, wow, that was fun, you know. Yeah. So, no, Grand Rapids, it, it is pretty cool that there's so much here and a yeah. lot of energy, and I think it's really going to be exciting to see what you end up doing next. Do you have any, yeah. I mean, this is obviously a huge goal to open your own storefront. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, what do you want to do? My big, 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 big dream in the future would be to have the storefront up and running, successful, hire someone to run that full time. Mm -hmm. And then I want to buy a school bus, gut it and turn it into like the Wusa wagon. Oh wow. And I want it to be a mobile shop that I can tour the country in. That way I can gather inspiration from all the, the national parks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And plan out my stops, um, different festivals and stuff. And oh, maybe yeah. I would do that for six months and then come back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my big dream. But I right. know that first I need to nail down the storefront. And right. And so you're going to be looking for some interns, um, you know, people yeah. that, do you, I'm assuming you want people to work with you who can print. Yeah, I think, know. yeah, I think that'd be yeah. nice to have some help in the store. I have no idea how busy you it's going to be. You like, need, you don't I don't know, know what I'm getting yeah, into. You don't know what you're going to need until yeah. you have like a season. I know our prize is going to be really busy because the pop-up shop was. Right. So I'll probably have an intern during that time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'd love to have an intern just to share what I've learned and show them printmaking. Well, and it's nice too, because you're going to be located li literally down the street. Oh yeah. So, so close. people can just like walk, keep walking from class. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be so cool because when I was, I wish there was something like that when I was at Kendall. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, because nice. I mean, it's and it's nice too for for people to get to see how things are made. Yeah. Because even if someone's not going to get into printmaking, mm -hmm. and even if they're not going to be an artist, just to be able to have that appreciation for something that's yeah. handmade, because I think we've as a society we've kind of gotten away from that. Oh yeah. And I love it. The when, process behind it. Yeah, it's so nice when people can go in and just see like, whoa, I had no idea. You yeah. Know? So I think you're going to be helping contribute to that educational process. I hope that so. Art prize is kind of. They attract everybody, and then if people can see process yeah. while they're down there. Because you see a lot of finished pieces. Yeah, they're mostly finished pieces, when you think about it. Yeah. Are you entering Art Prize, or are you going to be a venue, or what is your... I plan on it. I think I have to get on that really soon, within the next month. I have to say I'm going to be a venue. Yeah. But now that I know that I have the space, I'm going to do that. I don't know exactly what my submission will be. I wanted it to be something to do with printing woodcuts live. Okay. So people can come in and experience it. <laughs> but I guess that would be considered a time... Um, Oh, time-based entry? Time-based entry. I mean, I'm not trying to win art prize or anything. Right, right. So I don't... I'd, maybe I'll just uh, hang a couple woodcuts and submit those and 
have it be a venue be that way. Okay. I know I want it to be a venue. I just don't know necessarily how, what I'm going to do yet. Okay. But yeah. I know that you don't have to decide right away. No, I think you just have to announce that you're a venue. Yeah. And It'd be fun to do a collaboration too, something yeah. in there for our price. Yeah, yeah. no, I, well, I, it's going to be really cool to just see what happens next because yeah. in a short, I mean, you still have your 100 days out from your year anniversary from graduating from from uh, college, so yeah. this is pretty impressive what yeah. you've been able to do. Which I actually get the keys to the shop if it all works out how it should. Right. When I when I graduated, like five days before. Oh, I seriously? So yeah. it'll almost it's be like the anniversary. A, li- a year later, yeah. That's pretty cool. So have you always been really goal oriented, like like try to keep things moving forward? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always fast paced. Like. Mm-hmm picking up another project before I finish the one I'm doing always something else lined up but I'm learning to really appreciate the downtime because oh, yeah. that's healthy right because you don't want to burn yourself out yeah you, know, you want to make sure you need, you're, yeah. yeah I've definitely gotten to the point before where I'm like oh my gosh ah just got to take a second to breathe and do you relax. ever have anybody help you with project I mean do you oh do my you friends are so great yeah okay they'll at events and stuff they'll come help me set up and tear down and okay. watch my booth so I can go to the bathroom <laughs> that's important <laughs> yeah Very stuff important. like and that you food or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah and my friend Chelsea um will come in and help me print which has been great because okay. normally I don't have company when I print so oh yeah and it can be a pretty isolating yeah thing. which yeah. is great sometimes it depends on my mood sometimes I'm like oh man I really want to hang out with a friend right now and right. sometimes I'm like this is great just gotta just be by yourself. Me and my press. Do you have any other press that you use, or do you ever do like pull prints by hand? Or um, I did the letter use the letter press, the okay. Vandercook, twice I think. To do letter yeah, press twice. or to do yep letter yeah. press. Yeah, I built two different forms. One of them was a thank you. I sent out. I used to send out with orders. Okay. And then one of them was um, uh, I think it's still on my website. I have like, a couple left that says like uh, pontoons, sand dunes, and craft brews pontoons and sand dunes okay. sweet summertime in michigan that was the first letter press i did and is that a common do you have is it um print with, like did you cover black and nope what, it's, just, it's just text. just the type yeah okay. yeah because okay. i was learning how to build the forms and everything right. it was a lot of fun i actually want to do a lot more letter press in the future so yeah i do too and I, it's, i've been like searching for it's a kind of a, it's crazy though probably like when you were searching for your press yeah i'm like looking all the time and then i don't know enough about them to know yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, it was nice to have, to be in school and have my professors say, like, hey, yeah, that's a good deal. That's a, you should do that. So, you, you know, know, you're not getting, like, wasting your money yeah. or something. That's not... Actually, when I got it, when it was delivered, it didn't work. Oh, no. We plugged it in, and we pushed the button to go for the press bed to move, and it didn't move. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what? Oh, no. And so, so I called the lady. She's a really nice retired artist, and she was like, it works, I promise. When I shipped it, it works. It must have got shuffled around when it was being moved. And so Anthony and Steve, uh, like, took it apart and looked at the wires and like moved a couple I didn't know what they were doing I don't know how to fix a press right they're really good with that stuff and they finally got it working and I was like oh thank god that would have stunk oh (laughs) yeah yeah especially when you're all excited to print did you have something carved that you wanted to print oh yeah of course yeah Yeah, it's something ready oh my gosh yeah well I'm glad that worked out I'm glad they got it working and and you're gonna be you know this summer people can look for you yeah in what month will they be able to look for you probably june okay yeah all right and then art prize you'll be open to be uh, a venue and have your stuff out there is there anything that i didn't ask you that you want people to know about wusa or about just anything else about you that you want to have people know um i just want to say thank you to the community like it's been so great to be appreciated and for people to like my artwork and support me in that way i think that's huge if no one bought my art and liked what i made then i couldn't do this so yeah 
I really love this community. Well, I think they love you back because they're yeah. buying your shirts. So you see <laughs> yeah. them around town, so that's really cool. Well, congratulations. Thank I you. Think this is really a, a great success story. It hasn't even been a year, and yeah. you're, you're, you're going strong, and I think it's great. So um, high five once Thank again. You. It's the second <laughs> high five in this interview. Um, but, um, yeah, so thanks so much for being yeah. on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, thanks, Erica, for sharing your story. I know I find it inspiring, and I hope the folks at home do too. Erica is really an example of a young artist who is really just going for it. She worried about job security, you know, being an artist and and making a living. And the thing is, though, if you do what you love and you put everything into it, as Erica says, you know, people will support you. And that is really wonderful. And I know this was a good time in my life for me to have a conversation like this. So I'll explain more about that next week. But (laughs) anyway, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I am so appreciative of my Patreon sponsors and folks at ACS Home and Work for keeping this show going. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening. This would be a pointless endeavor for me if I didn't have listeners. So thanks to all of you who download the show every week. I really appreciate that. Uh, If you want to find out more about Erica, head over to spreadingthewoosah.com and it's spreadingthewoosah.com and you can see her apparel, art, accessories and learn a little bit more about her business. For those of us living in Grand Rapids, we have a lot to look forward to this summer when we'll be able to walk into Erica's print shop on Division. That's very, very exciting. So I am... Looking forward to seeing that happen. And those of you who visit Grand Rapids for Art Prize this fall, that would be a good time for you to check out Erica's shop. All right, so I better get back to work. I have to machine quilt a giant quilt by tomorrow morning. I'm doing a photo shoot at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I have so much to do. I have the binding to stitch. I have a column to write. It's it's going to be crazy, but it's really important that I put everything I have into this project because it's, um, well, I'll explain next week why this is so important to me. Right now, I just have to stay focused and get this project done. This project, it's an improv quilting project that has been quite a metaphor for where I'm at in my life right now, which is just incredible. But it's been such a, a powerful and wonderful experience. So um, I will tell you all about that on the next show. So I'm going to, I just keep laughing when I think about all the work I have to do to machine quilt a giant quilt. And, and I don't know exactly how giant it is, but it's, it's one of the bigger ones I've made. I haven't measured it yet. I've been kind of doing this whole improv thing where I'm not measuring. So I'm just kind of eyeballing everything. And it's really weird how things are kind of like, you know, the fabrics are like lining up and I have just enough and it's like the universe is intervening in this project. It's very, very odd um, and kind of magical. So it's um, it's fun. But I, I have no idea like what the dimensions are. And I'm kind of like delaying measuring because I'm going to have to hand stitch the binding around and it's just going to take so much time. But I love these projects and it's fun to kind of throw yourself into something and just be like, you're not quite sure if you can actually make your deadline, but you're going to try really hard anyway. Well, that's what I'm doing, and I kind of live projects like this. So anyway, I just have to say woo-saw a couple times every every five or ten minutes, you know, and keep myself calm as I'm looking to meet this deadline. So I'm procrastinating now. I really have to get back to work. Have a lovely week. I'll be back again next week with another show. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends. It works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. 
To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time next week will be craft.